Chase Claypool's been traded to the Bears for a second-round pick. It's a nice exchange for Omar Khan. It's also maybe a sign of something way more significant. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Claypool wasn't the only trade. The team also picked up veteran cornerback William Jackson III from Washington. He's 30 years old. He's showing up just because of pretty much what you saw this past Sunday in Philadelphia. That's just an exchange of 2025 sixth and seventh round picks, which is next to nothing, which is all the commanders were hoping for because they were just about to release him. So nothing really to say there, but plenty to say about Claypool. I did not, as regular listeners can attest, expect Claypool to get traded. The primary reason for that is A, the Steelers never do stuff like that, and B, if they were to do something like that, if they were to be so moved, if they were to concede to some extent, even if it's a tiny extent, the season in which they're playing, they really probably would have needed something like a third-round pick. But they ended up with a second, which, of course, is what they invested in Claypool originally. That is a very, very, very good deal. So take that and set it off to the side and then try to consider, you know, what's next and who's next. Now, there's not going to be other trades. That's why it's a trade deadline. But now the approach is what comes into question. Yeah, like the question that I asked Mike Tomlin Sunday in Philadelphia. Does getting better involve you utilizing younger players, taking more of a developmental approach, or same thing, just you know, Sunday after Sunday? No, we're going to build plans to win games on the weekends that we play, I promise you. Tomlin's supposed to speak again with reporters today on the south side following the Steelers' last practice before getting four full days off on the bye week. It'll be Beyond fascinating to hear how he addresses this. This is, again, uncharted waters, both for the head coach and really for the Steelers. It's been a long, long time. You want to know what I'd like to hear from the head coach? No, he's not going to come out and say, hey, that's it. We're rebuilding. We're not going to be playing any of our old guys anymore. It's going to be just Isaiah Loudermilk and uh, once he's healthy again, DeMarvin Leal and we're not even going it, to – it's not in his DNA, and it's not going to happen. Actually, I'm not even sure it would be the right thing to do. You do still want to compete. You do still need to compete. You are going to have T.J. Watt on your team when football resumes. But how about instead if Tomlin just says, you know what? We really felt like George Pickens deserved more of an opportunity, more targets, and we feel like this is one way to make it happen. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. No, really, think about it. Who are your wide receivers? 
the next time the Steelers line up offensively. It's going to be Deontay Johnson. It's going to be George Pickens. Albeit, you would think, in a role where he'd be targeted more often. One never knows with this offensive coordinator. But how about Steven Sims? Anybody notice him? He's kind of hard to miss. Maybe Sims can be that guy that they were hoping Calvin Austin would have been had he not been shut down almost immediately by the foot injury. Miles Boykin is the guy that's going to be getting onto the field a lot more often, and I'm okay with that. He's the bigger body. He's a guy that's capable of coming down with combat catches, obviously not exactly a strength for Claypool. But the bigger issue here is going to be getting Pickens out there, and maybe even Sims. And from there, trying to push further along what appears to be decent chemistry, maybe good chemistry at times, between Kenny Pickett and Pickens. It could be that the final straw in this regard came in Philadelphia when Pickens was targeted a total of three times, should have had two catches or at least two positive outcomes, was hosed by the refs on both of those, instead ended up with no catches. But still, just three targets. That's the part that can't happen. Now, could they have done this just by telling Canada and or uh, Kenny, hey, listen, we just want you to target Pickens more often. Sure. Except what happens then? Claypool has... I'm trying to find a nice way to say this. I I like the kid, so I feel comfortable saying he has a mouth. He does. He's not afraid to say anything. And if that starts throwing some kind of wrench into things, or if you as a coaching staff or management team had already made a decision that, listen, we're ready to move on past Claypool beyond this year anyway, then you just go ahead and make the move, but you hold out. You, You hope that you get the draft pick that you want. The Bears came through with that pick. What'll be next? Oh, man. Who knows even where to start here? You know, Eddie Faulkner, the running backs coach, uh, met with reporters yesterday. I had mentioned to you earlier this week that one of the neat things about the bye week is that you have positional coaches uh, and access to them as a reporter. And One of the things that Faulkner just blurted out was that he expects Jalen Warren to get about 30% of the snaps. That'd be a little bit up from what he's been doing, but who knows where that might go? Who knows where anything might go right now? Uncharted territory. When we come back, J1Q. Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome 
kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Adam Perry in Boulder, Colorado, who asks, why have we never seen Kenny Pickett pump fake? He's just staring down receivers and throwing the ball. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger had the best pump fake in the NFL, and we can't expect that. But why have we literally not seen it once from Pickett? Adam, I'm not going to just take your word for it that we haven't seen one. I can affirm that I don't recall seeing one off the top of my head. doesn't mean it's never happened. He's thrown slash attempted a fair number of passes in his four-plus NFL games. But the fact that it's not part of his game, the first thing I'd say is that there's it's not part of too many quarterbacks' games. It's not something that's a, a prevalent thing in the National Football League, as you yourself seem to agree. Uh, the second thing is, really? Is that where we're going here? I mean, if you think about... What Kenny's done over four games and change, and I know this is a real touchy topic for a lot of people because a lot of fans dug into one side or the other with Kenny or Mitch as if this was some political race and they're not going to budge from their positions no matter what. Kenny's had a pretty nice first four games. You know, that's not the most... A popular thing for me to say because they they haven't been wins and they haven't resulted in a whole lot of touchdowns, but it'd be hard to dispute that he's gotten better with every passing week. Uh, it'd be hard to dispute that he's been nails tough out there despite the offensive line really, I think, having taken some steps backward over the past month. And He's had to overcome the complete lack of a running game, which falls also on the O-line, but naturally as well on Najee Harris. This is not an ideal circumstance. Some of you might have caught wind of Bill Cowher's semi-rant that he had the other day on CBS. Uh, To me, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. He did get passionate. He got emotional talking about how Kenny needs to be uh, handled better or supported better or not asked to do as much. That was his main thrust. But what he didn't come up with in this was an answer for that. I mean, it's easy for him to say that because in 2004, he brought in Ben. And even that came only after Tommy Maddox was hurt. But he brought him out there with a team that was just loaded on both sides of the ball, but including on offense. Ben needed to be the least of the offensive players that the Steelers had that year. And he was better than that. He wasn't great, but he was better than that. So it's convenient for Cower to say that now, as if somehow you know, the, the current management or coaching staff can just snap their fingers and recreate Jerome Bettis and Willie Parker and everybody else that they had, Alan Fanica. They had themselves a real live offense. They didn't need Ben, but they still benefited from him anyway. 
If that's what's on Cower's mind as he says this and he didn't clarify, then that's just a ridiculous sentiment. It's patently unfair to everybody involved, including, I might add, Kenny. And everyone's free to feel about this as they want. I'm not one to tell people what they should think or what they shouldn't think. But I'll say this, speaking just for myself, I'm, I'm giving this kid a break. You know, he's not in an ideal spot. He's certainly not in the spot that Cower either fantasizes that he is or wishes that he is. This is a really good young quarterback, good head on his shoulders, and yes, a good enough NFL arm. That's another one, whether we're talking about uh, pump fakes or a certain throw that he made in the game that didn't go the way he wanted, we all start talking about arm strength, arm strength, arm strength. And then when he throws the ball 50, 60 yards on the fly to somebody, nobody says anything. He's got plenty enough arm. He's got plenty enough of everything to be a good, really good maybe, NFL quarterback. He is the least of this team's problems right now. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 